and confirms his word. I think there is a check mark of approval on this service. And I think it's because he's wanting to do something. And I know we use a lot of cliches, but I believe it is because he is wanting to do something that will alter the course of this church. And that it will not just be significant in your life, but it's going to be of spiritual significance for this church and for this city. I believe, I believe it with every ounce inside of me that something special is going to happen here today. And I don't think, hear me, I don't think it should take poking and prodding to convince you to believe that. I believe the presence of the Lord is here. And where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. Miracles happen. Demons are cast out. Where the presence of the Lord is, anything can happen. Joel 2.23, be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. I believe we could break our all-time record of people getting the Holy Ghost, people getting baptized in the first month. I know that's kind of crazy and real far out there. But I believe it. I believe we can see more people receive the Holy Ghost in the first month of 2021 than we can in all of 2020 combined. I believe we're going to see more people in this place than we've ever seen before in the first month. I believe we don't have to wait. We don't have to go through the motions. We can shake off the holidays and let's have revival. If you believe that, would you clap your hands? Skip down to verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. Would you put your Bibles down and would you raise your hands just one more time. And invite the presence of the Lord into this place. Lord have your way. God we need you. God, we want your presence. God, I rebuke anything that is contrary to the will of God. I pray right now I lose a spirit of revival. I lose an apostolic boldness to fall on this place right now. In Jesus' name, would you clap your hands? And if you really love him, would you shout to God with a voice of triumph? For those of you that have slept through the last couple of months, let me remind you that this has been an unprecedented year. That's the headlines everywhere you turn. We have seen unimaginable natural disasters. This is only the second time that the official alphabetical list of hurricane names has ever been used up. Meaning forecasters had to move to the supplementary list of Greek letter names. Five of California's six largest fires of all time burned this year alone. Not to mention the utter devastation in places like Australia. We have seen 120 earthquakes of 6.0 or higher. 
We, uh, we've also had killer bees. And if that wasn't enough, we had locusts that destroyed millions of acres of crops. And let us not forget we had a global pandemic. It seems like Romans 8.22 is coming to pass when it says the whole of creation groaneth. There is a groaning in the spirit world. There, there is a groaning. It is as if the earth itself, and I know this might seem a little deep, but can we, can we be a little mature today, and can we just go past the usual? There, it, the earth is groaning. It's shaking. It's travailing. Something is moving. There's something stirring. This is not normal. This has never happened before, folks. Something is getting ready. Something has got to give if that wasn't enough this year we have seen a record number of protesters with numbers as high as 26 million people protesting across the nation for one single issue we have seen protest and protest of the protests, and protest of the protest of the protest. Everybody has something to be offended about. Everybody has a cause. Everybody has a banner to carry. Everybody has something. But the, the consensus is in a world so divided that none of it makes any sense. As much as the scientists have tried, they still can't fully understand it as much as the sociologists have analyzed and, and put together blueprints and numbers. They still don't truly know what is going on. And can I tell you, there is something much more than meets the eye that is going on. There are forces behind the scenes. And I don't want to sound spooky, but the spirit of the Antichrist is stronger today than it's ever ever been there are things moving there is stuff shaking something is happening it no longer seems far-fetched revelations no no longer seems far-fetched now even the common man who's never read a, read a verse or the entire bible they know they know that this isn't that far-fetched we're we're actually seeing these things happen there is something coming and everybody's talking there's so much noise but nobody has the answer. And I'm here today to tell you that's because there are no answers. As sad as that sounds, this world has no answers. They, they can't figure it out for a reason. They can't figure these things out for a reason. People, you hear me. There is only one answer. There is only one hope. There is only one God, and his name is Jesus. He has all the answers. If you believe that, would you clap your hands? And would you worship the living God? The answer to the problem is Jesus. 
I present to you something very simple today. The answer to your problem, the answer to your dilemma is simply Jesus. I know nothing else except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I can't tell you the science behind it, but I know that I know that I know it works. It works. Jesus is still on the throne. Jesus is still changing lives. We will have revival even in a pandemic. We will have church. Come on, shake off the holidays. Shake it off. You want to shake yourself this morning? Jesus is the answer. What this world needs is not a vaccine. What this world needs is not another stimulus bill. I'm sorry, but I got to say it. What this world needs is Jesus. What we need. We don't need some cute little program. We don't need government assistance, although all of that is fine. What we need is a red hot revival. It is about high time that we see revival in the end time generation. It is high time for revival. If you want to see revival, you ought to be standing up. You ought to be clapping. You ought to be worshiping the Lord. Because we want revival. (laughs) We are living in a dry and barren place. What we need is the reign of the Holy Ghost. Reign, Lord. Rain, Lord. I've been looking. I've been looking. And I can see this cloud the size of a man's hand. I wonder if anybody's got enough faith. Yeah, you've been praying for a long time. And it just feels like your prayers are hitting the ceiling. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. There's a cloud coming. There's a cloud coming. I know it might be small. I know it might look like nothing. But we will have have revival I've got news for you God said he is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh all means all and that's all all means we are going to see it all throughout history we have heard it this promise has ringed throughout the history books with Peter on the day of Pentecost and I stand here today I stand here today as the next chapter I stand here to proclaim just like he did on the day of Pentecost he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh that means the Nellin that means the Nellin that means Marion Oaks that means Dade City that means that means Bellevue we're going to see revival But I would like us to take a closer look at these verses of Scripture. 
when we find Joel 2, find, he says, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause it to fall down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And we find where he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. But those are simply the bookends. Those are simply the, the bread on the sandwich, if you will. When we look in the middle, there is much more. Joel 2 and 24, and the floors shall be full of wheat. There's going to be bread. We're going to have sustenance. And he shall overflow with wine and with oil. The anointing still flows. That new wine still flows to this day. There are still callings. There are still purpose. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. The canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that he hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. But it doesn't stop there. And you shall eat of plenty and be satisfied. Uh, and you shall know that I am the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And he has to reiterate it. There is something that is burning inside of Joel when he says one more time, Brother Daniel, and my people shall never be ashamed. Before I can ever pour out my spirit upon all flesh, before we can see the revival that was prophesied, I must have a people that will never be ashamed. Would you clap your hands to the Lord? For the next couple of minutes, that's the topic I want to minister to you on. My people shall never, never be ashamed before he ever pours out his spirit. I am looking for somebody, anybody to be unashamed in the pestilence and in the promise. Somebody that will praise me in the good and in the bad. Somebody that will love me in the sunshine, in the rain. Come on, I know the canker worm took a lot. And I know the sickness took a lot. I know we went through some bad years. But are you going to be never ashamed? Are you ashamed of me in the bad? Shataya. Haha, <laughs> flowing that right now. God always reigns on the people that are unashamed. God knew he could trust David with a crown because he saw him in a cave. He knew he could place Joseph in the palace because he saw him in the prison. And before I... I feel this so strong in the Holy Ghost. The word of the Lord is saying, before I can trust my children with the promise, I must trust my children in the pandemic. I am looking for somebody that will not just simply go into a mode of quarantine and isolation. I am looking for somebody that has a fire shut up in their bones. 
I know, I know it's bad. I know it's bad. All the food is gone. There's nothing. I'm weak and I'm tired and I'm worn. But Joel said, I've got a fire. I'm never going to be ashamed. I'm never going to be ashamed. He said, my people, my people. Do you know what it means, Brother Trace, for God to take ownership of you? How much that means. I'm his people. I'm his. What it means to be in relationship with him. But the defining characteristic was my people shall never be ashamed. Being unashamed has always been a characteristic of the people of God. Always. I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for that voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Is there somebody? Is there anybody that I could use? As a matter of fact, the first time somebody was ever called a Christian was in Antioch in Acts chapter 11. And it was because they were unashamed. We're teaching everybody, everybody they can find. Let me tell you about this man named Jesus. I got I to gotta tell you what Jesus did for me. Do you know he saved me? Do you know he healed me? He changed my mind. And they looked at that man. They looked at those people. Not the people in the synagogue. No. They didn't go find the priest. They didn't go find the person with the best garment. They looked for somebody that was sitting down with the drug addict and sitting down with the prostitute. And they said, that man is like Jesus. They are Christ-like. That is a Christian. If we want to be Christians, it's time to start acting like it. We got to be on the shame. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is power. Somebody shout power. power. Of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. People want the power, but they don't want the gospel, and that is impossible. There is such a pressure, Brother Daniel. For preachers to just shut up and to be quiet. And I feel it in this place today. Because while I have one or two of you that are clapping your hands, there's a few of you that are saying it. It don't take all that. It just, I, I, I don't think this is what you need. I don't think this is how it is. I don't think we really, do we really need the gospel? Yeah, I like the music. I, I like the singing. I like the spirit of God that I feel. But do I really have to be baptized in Jesus' name? Do I really need to receive the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues? You can't have the power without the gospel. We need the truth in this generation. We need a pastor that will stand up and preach what thus saith the Lord. I don't, I don't really think you have to dress like that. I don't really think you have to worship like that. And we've gotten to the point.
We have gotten to the point, Brother Daniel, that when somebody gets up and preaches their guts out and they preach, there's only one God. You must be baptized in Jesus' name. You need to repent. And people have the audacity to come up to them and say, that was good old-fashioned teaching, Pastor. Or we have somebody that is slain on the floor and they're rolling and spitting and snotting. And, and they come up to them and say, well, I remember what that was when I was a child. That was good old-fashioned prayer. If that is old-fashioned, somebody drop the ball. This is not old-fashioned. This is God-fashioned. God said, praise me in the dance. God said, you must repent and be baptized. I wish I had one or two people that believe that. I tell you, come on, this is the will of God. We are apostolic. We are Bible believers. This book is still true. This book still matters. Don't you ever be ashamed. Don't you ever be ashamed of your praise. Don't you ever be ashamed of this gospel. Come on, you're a child of the king. He gave you that gift. He put his spirit inside of you. It is time to be bold like a lion. And you should stand and never be ashamed. Come on, somebody flow in the Holy Ghost right now. <laughs> somebody, the Holy Ghost is pulling on you right now. You can receive the Holy Ghost. Your life can be changed. It still happens. There's somebody in this place you've been searching for somebody that preaches this, that still talks about this. It still happens, and it happens here. It happens here, and it can happen today. I don't understand people that say they're Christian but never really act like it. We are the bride of Christ. Have you ever met somebody that's engaged? I have. I'm going through it right now. I'm hearing all about it. My brother just got engaged. They tell everyone they can. It's the truth. Trust me, I know. Be like, ma'am, would you like a glass of water? No, I'm sorry, I'm engaged. No, my... My fiance, my fiance is going to grab me that. They tr the, and that person can do no wrong. They're so proud. They walk differently and they talk differently. They could be walking and their, sp their, their spouse trips them. And they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I just couldn't help but fall for you. Did, did, you, did you see the way he touched me? They can do no wrong. But yet the first time 
the first time a Christian comes to adversity, not this church, I'm talking about other people. So the first time that something bad happens, the first time there's a death in the family, we already wave the white flag. Oh, that's it. Why? God's forsaken me. It's over. He didn't love me in the first place. I, I never, I never heard. I ne- that was all. That was all a bunch of baloney. It wasn't true. I shall never be ashamed. It is time for some of us to get a backbone and start walking by faith and not by sight. Come on, in the good, I'm gonna praise him. In the bad, I'm gonna praise him. I'm never ashamed. Yeah, didn't didn't that family member die? Yeah, but God is still good. Didn't you get fired from your job? Yeah, but God is still good. How little do we think God is that we think he can't see you in your situation? He knows where you're at, sir. He knows where you're at, ma'am. And he is good. Don't hang your head low. Be unashamed. He is good all the time. I remember a man by the Merle Ewing, by, by the name of Merle Ewing. He said, I think we have made some masterpiece of consecration when we say, Who the devil whoa, whoa, though the devil kills me. I'm still gonna serve the Lord. Though the devil attacks me, I'm still gonna serve the Lord. But the dimension beyond that is if God kills me. If God, if God wants this to happen, I'm still going to serve the Lord. Job said it this way, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. There is power in that statement. Job, don't you know your whole family's gone? Don't you know that you're in a pit right now? Yeah, but though he slays me, yet will I trust him. His own wife turned to him and said just curse God and die there was something inside of Job that said though he slays me yet will I trust him I have a revelation for you and I've preached it so many times but it's helped me through so many things if God if the devil could kill you If the devil had the power to stop you, you would have already been dead. You would have already been gone. You would have already been backslide. But but I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power. A greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I stand here unashamed because I still serve a good God. Would you worship the Lord right now? The truth of the matter is, you know why I'm so unashamed? You know why I dance? You know why I shout? Because I love Jesus. It all boils down to that. I am head over heels in love with Jesus. So if he wants me to dance, I'm going to dance. If he wants me to shout, I'm going to shout because I'm in love with Jesus. Well, that's just a bunch of emotion. 
that's just a bunch of emotion. You better believe I get emotional when I think of the one that saved me. When I think of I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. I can't help but cry. I can't help but dance because I serve a good God and I'm unashamed. Somebody ought to shout Jesus. We serve a good God, folks. We ought to smile sometimes. We got to smile. Come on. I know life gets hard. I know times have been tough. But he's still good. (laughs) There is nobody, arguably, that loved the Lord more than David. It's Jesus, his little lover boy. The harp player. The romantic. The psalmist. David. (laughs) There comes a period of time in David's life. And he writes. He writes this. He says. "For He says, I'm sorry. He says, I'm not ashamed in the evil day. I am not ashamed in the evil day. Yeah, I know it's been evil. I know things are happening. And, And I look that word up. And it has many meanings, but in the Hebrew, what it means is to become dry. He said, I will never be ashamed in the evil day. What was he saying? I will never become dry in the evil day. Yes, yes, I know things are bad, but the worst thing I could do is dry up. I know things are tough, but the worst thing I can do is dry up. We don't need dry church. We ought to have a church that is alive with the rains of revival. Rain, Lord Jesus. Rain, Lord Jesus. We love you. We want to have church. We want to have revival. I believe this this verse. I have no way to know, but I believe in my heart of hearts that this happened. I believe David sat down after an experience he had. You see, You see, the Ark of the Covenant is the presence of God, the Shekinah glory, the power, the the dudamis, the dynamite, all all into one. It's, It's the power. And all of a sudden, the power leaves. And it goes. And it's like many churches today. Yeah, they used to have revival. They used, they, they used to have revival. They used to talk in tongues. They used to get slain in the spirit. They used to have prayer meetings to 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. They had all that stuff, but they became dry. They became barren. I believe David found himself in this place as he's sitting there one day. And he realizes... Something is wrong. We don't have moves of God like we used to, Brother Daniel. We, we just don't have it anymore. Why isn't it happening? Why, 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 why? All of these questions sound familiar. And David comes to his senses and realizes, where's the ark? Where, where, where's his presence? 
Where's his presence? Have you seen it? Have you seen his presence? Who who let who stole the presence? Who stole it? Who took it? Who where'd it go? Where'd it go? I, I, I used to be able to feel it, but it's not here anymore. What what happened? And they find it in an enemy's camp. They find it in an evil place. They find it in a wicked generation, a, a wicked people. Something comes inside of David and he says, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. I know I'm a king, but hand me my armor. I know I'm a king, but hand me my walking shoes. I'm going after his presence. I got to get his presence back. I can't survive without his presence. Our people won't last without his presence. We need a river of rental. We need the river back. I got to have it. You can stand. I'm going to end on this. I've been talking too long. I got to have his presence. Lord forbid we ever come into this place and don't have a move of God. Lord forbid somebody walk in those doors and not hear one person speak in tongues and not hear one person prophesy. God forbid. It is a shame. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. David goes and he has to fight some things and he takes it back and he brings it back. Everybody's happy. Everybody can feel the presence again. And David goes ballistic. You know those people, those few people that are just freaks for Jesus? You know what I'm talking about? Those, those few people that they, they're, 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 they're crying on the fast songs and they're dancing and spitting on the slow songs. They're, 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 they're laying hands on everything that breathes. They're spitting in your face. They're getting their sweat all over you. They're freaks for Jesus. And David reverts back to a time of his youth and he doesn't care who's watching him. Brother Trey, he just he just starts dancing because I feel his presence again. I, something is all all is right in the world. I got the river back. I got the joy back. I'm happy again. I'm proud again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you would think everybody would join in. But some chick named Mike. I don't ever trust those. They, she looks down. And she thinks because of her relationship with the king. She, 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 she looks down. And instead of being happy. Instead of dancing. Instead of joining in the celebration. Instead of being one of those freaks for Jesus. She was ashamed. Not only was she ashamed. Misery loves company. And she looked down at him and said, who do you think you are? What do you think you're doing? Do you know your position? Do you know you have prominence? Aren't you above this? Aren't you past this? Aren't you? I can imagine David stops mid-herk-a-jerk. 
He stops mid-whirlybird. That snot is, is coming from, from his nose. He looks up. What? Who do you think you are? If you could only feel what I'm feeling, if you only knew what the Lord did for me, you would be dancing too. If you knew how good he was to me, you would be more undignified. And this is what he said, honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. I shall be more vile. I shall never be ashamed. And I wonder if there are two or three people in this place, musicians, you can come, that you don't care what anybody else says. You don't care what anybody else thinks. I shall never be ashamed. I want revival. Would you clap your hands and lift your voice? Come on, I'm done. The presence of the Lord is here. You ought to go ahead if you have the Holy Ghost. You ought to start speaking in tongues. Come on, that's it. Let that river stir. Let that river flow. They're going to move these seats. While they're doing that, I want you to hear me. I'm sick and tired of caring about what people think. I could care less. Because you know they're always going to find something to say. They always got some problem. They always got their head hanging low. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to show them how to dance. There ought to be some daddies that show, show your children how to dance. <laughs> Not just back in the good old days, no. But today, God is wanting to send revival today. This is the direct word I feel. I'm going to say this. We are standing at the precipice for which every generation has worked to see. I have fathers and grandparents and, and people that have died for this truth. And they preached under, not in air-conditioned buildings. They didn't preach in pretty sanctuaries. They preached with tomatoes being thrown at them and with knives being pulled at them. And they did it for me. And they preached this word and they hit it. And when it came time, they passed it down to the next generation. And I stand here today as a testament of what God can do in a family when his presence shows up. We are standing at the precipice for whichever generation has seen. The stage is set for revival. This year didn't happen by accident. It wasn't an accident and it wasn't a waste. God was pushing away the world and he was elevating the church on a pedestal for all the world to see. Now the question is, will you cower in fear or will you stand unashamed? Will you hide with all the army or will there be a David that says, who dare defy the God? 
of Israel. I don't care if I have to take hell on with a water pistol. I'll do it. I want to see revival. I want to have revival. I want to move of God. I want the river to come back. I want the joy to come back. Would you throw your hands in the air? And would you pray right now? Come on, you have nothing to be ashamed.